Good morning. It is good to be with you this morning. If you're a guest of ours, we want you to know that you are our honored guest. Glad that you chose to be with us this morning. Lots going on this week. I hope you have had a blessed week. I've had a blessed week. Most of my family is with us this weekend, so there's been a lot of chaos in our house, but uh, a lot of fun chaos. Um, I was reminded this week of a story that um, we like to tell in my family about my granddaughter, Grayson. Uh, several years ago, when Grayson was about four years old, uh, we went out to eat, went out to a restaurant, and Grayson and I both love ice cream. So after we got done eating, I told Grayson, boy, it'd be great if we could find some ice cream somewhere, right? And she said, Big Mama, give me your phone. Four years old. And of course, Big Mama gives her the phone because what grandmother doesn't give a four-year-old her phone, right? Grayson pressed the button and said, ice cream near me. <laughs> Six or seven years ago, I didn't know you could do that. She hands me the phone. I look at it. We're 0.2 miles away from ice cream. <laughs> We're getting ice cream. I learned something that day. My four-year-old granddaughter taught me how to use my phone a little bit better that day. You know, we are living in an age of information. We have more information at our fingertips right now than at any time in the history of the world. We are living in the age of information overload. And yet... The world is still broken. Information is not necessarily producing transformation. We have more knowledge. I'm not sure we have more wisdom. And maybe what's most wrong is no one seems to be able to agree on what's most right. And I think maybe that's one reason why Jesus was so eager for us to receive the Holy Spirit. We're in a series we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but every time, every lesson in this series, we have ended up talking about a section of Scripture in John 14, 15, and 16. Uh, Jesus there in the upper room. And this morning, we're going back to the upper room as we talk about the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14. This is Jesus speaking. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor. Again, your version might say advocate, might say helper. He will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Jesus identifies the Holy Spirit, counselor, the advocate, identifies it as the Spirit of truth, which I think is telling. I think it's significant. Because he could have introduced him as the spirit of joy, or the spirit of peace, or the spirit of love, or the spirit of holiness. But he doesn't do that. Instead, he introduces him as the spirit of truth, the counselor, the advocate, the helper, has come to help us. And it seems that one of the areas that we need the most help is in the area of truth. Because we're living in an age where truth doesn't really count for much. We live in a time where people would rather be politically correct than correct. But here's the problem with that. You can be absolutely sincere and still be absolutely sincerely wrong. 
You know, I don't want a doctor to tell me, well, take whatever medicine you want, as long as you believe it's going to help you. <laughs> and I don't want a doctor to tell me, you know, I found some abnormalities several months ago, but I didn't want to say anything to you. I didn't want to worry you. There are times in my life when I want the truth. And when it comes to God and what God says and what God expects, I absolutely want the truth. I want you to listen to a passage. It's where Paul is, is writing to a church in Corinth. It's, it's a little bit lengthy, but it's really good. It's really important. And I think it helps us understand a little bit why some people grasp the truth of God and others struggle. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm going to start reading in verse 10. God's Spirit has shown you everything. His Spirit finds out everything, even what is deep in the mind of God. You're the only one who knows what's in your own mind, and God's Spirit is the only one who knows what is in God's mind. But God has given us His Spirit. This is why we don't think the same way that people of this world think. This is also why we can recognize the blessings God has given us. I don't, you know, don't know if you've ever really looked at that passage before, but that is an amazing thing that Paul just says. In fact, it gets a little bit more amazing. Look at the very next verse. Every word we speak was taught to us by God's Spirit, not by human wisdom. And this same Spirit helps us teach spiritual things to spiritual people. This is why only someone who has God's Spirit can understand spiritual blessings. Anyone who doesn't have God's Spirit thinks these blessings are foolish. There's a lot in that passage. And one thing that passage does is helps to explain why some people are able to grasp spiritual truths while other people's, it's just foolishness. This is really big. Through the Spirit, we have been given the capacity to recognize and to appreciate the blessings that God has given us. We have the capacity to, on, on some level, discern the very mind of God because we've been given the Spirit of God. But we need help with truth. And the Holy Spirit reveals the truth of God. Holy Spirit reveals the truth of God. Now we can stop the sermon right there. And it'd be a pretty good sermon. But it gets a little bit better. It gets a lot better, actually. Let's go back to the upper room in John chapter 16. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, here we go again, the spirit of truth comes... He will guide you into all truth. Now, Jesus isn't saying that uh, the Spirit's going to help you ace your chemistry exam. He's saying that everything you need to grasp and everything you need to understand how to become the person that God has called you to be, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal that to you. Well, how exactly does He do that? How does the Spirit reveal that to us? Well, I'm glad you asked. There's a couple ways. And one way is this, the Holy Spirit helps us hear the truth. Holy Spirit helps us to hear the truth. Well, how does the Holy Spirit help us hear the truth? I'm glad you asked, because there's a couple ways. One way is the Holy Spirit helps us understand the Bible. If you're a guest of ours, you need to know, we believe that the Holy Spirit is the author of all Scripture. Paul told Timothy that all Scripture is God-breathed. 
Twice in the book of Hebrews, before the writer quotes scripture, he says, uh, as the Holy Spirit says. The Holy Spirit is the one who inspired men to write the New Testament. Peter says the people that wrote the New Testament, they didn't make that stuff up. He says they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. You need to know that. Because you have people tell you, well, I just want to listen for the Spirit. I just want to listen for the Spirit. Well, are you paying attention to what what He's already said? Are you studying the Word? Are Are you in Scripture? Because the Holy Spirit is never going to contradict something that He's already written. It's critical stuff. Because sometimes people will want to justify their behavior, behavior that's that's contrary to to what God's will is, and they'll say, well, the Holy Spirit led me to this. You need to study the Bible. If you think the Holy Spirit is leading you to do something that's not in line with with the Word of God, you need to study your Bible a little bit more. What the Holy Spirit is going to do is to help you discover the truth in the Bible. And it's not a one-time thing. And it's not a one-time reading. You know, I suspect all of you will agree that there are times, it's almost amazing. You can read a passage that you have read a hundred times before, and all at once, wow, something else jumps out. Never saw that. Never thought about that. That, that. That truth has never been revealed to me the other 99 times. Why did I see it this time? Because the Holy Spirit's at work. The Holy Spirit wants you to hear truth. In fact, I hope you're reading your Bible expecting to see some new truth, expecting to be taught. When we read our Bibles, we ought to be praying the same prayer that David prayed in Psalm 119. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your law. God, would you open my eyes to help me see the wonderful truths that are in your law. You know how you can tell when someone is growing in the Spirit? They hunger for God's Word. It's a sure sign. It's a sure sign that you are growing in the Spirit if you have a passion and a hunger for God's Word. Because that's one way that the Spirit helps us hear the truth through the Word. But here's another way the Holy Spirit helps us with truth. The Holy Spirit makes us aware of Satan's lies. You know, Scripture scripture describes Satan as the father of lies. That's his business. He traffics in deceit. Remember the first words in Scripture spoken by Satan? Did God really say that? So when we're in step with the Spirit, and we hear something, or we see something, or some thought kind of comes out of left field, and we think, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel like a Jesus thing. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit reminding you. That's why John would write in 1 John chapter 2. But you have received the Holy Spirit and He lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know and what He teaches is true. It's not a lie. Now, John isn't condemning human teachers. John was a teacher himself. The Spirit gifts different people to teach and to preach. He's not rebuking uh, 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 human teachers. 
He is rebuking a dependence on human teaching. He's attacking the idea that only some people can understand what God's word is and what God's will is. And everyone else has to kind of look to these other people to have the word explained to them. John says no. I remember when I was growing up, the the congregation where I attended, there was an older gentleman there who from time to time would, would lead a public prayer. And his prayers usually consisted of kind of a string of spiritual sayings. That was his prayer. I'll be with sick and afflicted, especially those of the household of faith. Give the speaker a ready recollection of things that he's prepared. Brings back again at the next point in time. And he would always, always end his prayer, guide, guard, and direct us. He was the guide, guard, and direct us guy. And it wasn't until years later I came to appreciate what a biblical prayer that is. To guide, guard, and direct us. Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. He guides our thoughts towards the truth of Jesus. He guards our hearts and our minds against the evil one. He directs us into truth. So the Holy Spirit helps us hear the truth, helps us when we read the Bible, helps us to detect false teaching. And the Holy Spirit also works through other spirit-filled people to help us hear the truth. That's why we think Bible class is so important. That's why we think small groups are so important. There's power when a group of spirit-filled people get together and wrestle with the text and pray and search for truth. The Holy Spirit works in that. And I'll give you an example from Scripture. Acts chapter 15, the church has an issue, and it's a big issue. It might be the biggest issue. And the issue was, who is the kingdom for? I mean, who's invited to the table? Is Jesus come for, for all people, all cultures, all races? Or did he just come for the Jews? And do you have to become a Jew before you can become a Christian? So they come together. Peter and Paul talk about what God has been doing in their ministry. James reads from the prophets. They talk. They pray. And they come to the truth that the gospel is for everyone. That you don't have to be a Jew to become a Christian. And then they write a letter to the church. And I want you to notice how they begin this letter. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Kind of an odd way to begin a letter, doesn't it? Yeah. Seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. But what they're saying is that somehow as we got together as we talked, as we prayed, as we wrestled with this issue, searching for truth, the Holy Spirit was involved in that process. So we came to truth. Listen, if you think that the Holy Spirit is leading you to do something, and all of your Spirit-filled friends think it's a bad idea, you need to pump the brakes. Because the Holy Spirit is going to point us to truth through the community of faithful brothers and sisters. Whether you realize it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, we are in a spiritual war. It's going on all around us. But we fill our lives with so much noise and so much clutter, so many distractions, that it's almost impossible for God to get our attention. 
It's an old joke about a woman who complained that the clock on her bedside table wasn't working. So the husband went and checked it out, and he said, well, it's not plugged in. Of course it's not working. Why don't you have it plugged in? She said, well, I'm trying to save electricity. I only plug it in when I want to know what time it is. It doesn't work for, for clocks, right? doesn't work with God either. We can't plug into God just when we need Him, just when there's something going on in our lives that, you know, the wheels are starting to come off. We've got to constantly stay plugged into the Father. We've got to constantly stay in step with the Spirit. And the Spirit is constantly pointing to Jesus. Here's a second thing that the Holy Spirit helps us regarding truth. Helps us hear the truth. Holy Spirit also helps us speak the truth. Let's go back to the upper room. Jesus speaking, John chapter 15. But when the Counselor comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness to me. And you also must bear witness, because you've been with me from the beginning. So the Spirit of truth is going to help us hear truth. It's also going to help us speak truth. Now you've got these disciples They've been with Jesus. They saw Jesus crucified. Then they saw him resurrected. And you would think they're ready to go tell everybody this great news. This is exciting stuff. But the first command Jesus gave before he told them to go was actually to wait. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Go into Jerusalem and wait for the gift that the Father promised. Then you skip down to verse 8. But you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. That's exactly what happens. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes, and these disciples, who are like the least likely group of anyone on the face of the earth to start a worldwide movement, they have no leverage, they have no money, they have no education, they have no military power. They have no political power. And yet they launch this movement that even today is still changing the world. Least likely, the most empowered. And the disciples start teaching and preaching, and the crowds wonder, what has gotten into Peter and the other disciples? Wrong question. The question is, who has gotten into Peter and those disciples? that group of uneducated, unqualified men, Jesus did, they did exactly what Jesus asked them to do. They witnessed for Jesus in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. See, here's something you can't miss when you read the New Testament, especially the book of Acts. Anytime someone is filled with the Spirit, they start talking about Jesus. Every time someone is filled with the Holy Spirit, they point people to Jesus. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 16, He shall praise me and bring me great honor by showing you my glory. So in Acts chapter 2, they're filled with the Holy Spirit and they start proclaiming the wonders of Christ. Acts chapters 3 and 4, Peter and John heal a lame man. He's excited. They draw a crowd. They start preaching. The authorities come and, and they arrest Peter. And Peter makes that great statement. There's no other name given to men under heaven by which we must be saved. 
If you back up just a little bit, the text says, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, starts talking about Jesus. Same chapter, they're warned, don't talk about Jesus anymore. So they go and they meet the other disciples. They get in a room. They start praying. The room is shook. And the text says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 7, Stephen preaches a powerful sermon. He starts talking about Jesus. And as he does, his, his audience, the Jews, become more and more upset until Peter finally, Stephen finally crosses a line. And the text says, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked into heaven. And then he said, I see Jesus. I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And the audience can't stand that. And they attack Stephen. They take him out and they stone him. And we're told that the audience, this text, the, the, the crowd was filled with rage. But Stephen was filled with the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit has one agenda. One goal, that is to glorify Jesus. Jesus said in John 16, he will glorify me. The Holy Spirit wants to help us walk and talk like Jesus. He wants us to testify to Jesus, to be a witness for Jesus. Because the truth is, Jesus is the truth. You want to talk about absolute truth, that's absolute truth. Jesus is the truth. Jesus never said, believe whatever you want to believe. All roads lead to heaven. Jesus said, believe in me. In fact, this whole conversation in, in John 14, 15, and 16, it all begins with Jesus making the statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, which is a very politically incorrect statement. If someone made that statement today, they'd get crucified on social media, wouldn't they? Well, Jesus got crucified on a cross when he made that statement. It's a politically incorrect statement, but it's the truth. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the way to God. Jesus is the truth of God. Through Jesus, we have life with the Father. The Holy Spirit is going to point people to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is going to help keep you on fire for Jesus. It's kind of an interesting thing. Um, when people find out, that I'm, find out that, I, that I'm a preacher, I usually get one of two reactions. One, and this is the most common, they don't want to talk about the Bible <laughs> at all. We'll talk about anything but the Bible if you're a preacher. But every now and then, people find out, find out that I'm a preacher and they really want to talk about the Bible. But it's really kind of interesting. What they really want to do usually is ask questions. And the questions are always the same questions. How old do you think the earth is? <laughs> what about the dinosaurs? How long were the days of creation? What about science and the Big Bang Theory? How did Noah get all those animals on the ark? And I've gotten to the point where I just will not wade into those conversations anymore. I just won't. Not because I don't have an opinion. I've got an opinion. I just think that's a terrible place to start. I don't want to have that conversation with you. Let's talk about Jesus. That's the conversation I want to have. What do you think about Jesus? About what Jesus said? What do you think about his life? About his death? 
about his resurrection. What does that mean to you? Because a time is coming in your life, and I would argue a time is already here in all of our lives, when the only thing that's going to matter is the message of Jesus. The Holy Spirit wants you to know that. The Holy Spirit wants to convict you of that reality. Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, you can't even say Jesus is Lord without the power of the Holy Spirit. We need help. We need help to hear the truth. We need help to speak the truth. We need help to embrace the truth of Jesus. God knew that. So he sent us help. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. If you're a child of God, you have the spirit of truth living in you. And that spirit wants you to hear truth. And that spirit wants you to speak truth. That spirit wants to glorify Jesus through you, through your life. And that's the blessing and the challenge uh, of this morning's lesson. Orlando's got a song that we're going to sing as a song of encouragement. Uh, if we can help you in any way, if you've got something in your mind, in your heart that you need church to be praying for. Um, we're going to invite you to come to the front and share that with us. Let's go ahead and be standing uh, while we sing.